All right, kids. I have a question for you. And if you can answer it, I might ask a tougher question. And if you can answer that question, then you, if, if you get these questions right as a collective group, then each of you can come up and grab a Play-Doh to play with tonight while we do this service, okay? Because Play-Doh makes a church service better, right? Who agrees with that? Yeah. Outside, outside, yeah. Outside. Inside, it gets smashed into the carpets. We, we learned that. That was an experiential thing that we learned, but now we still have the Play-Doh. All right, kids. Jesus healed people or he didn't heal people? He did? Okay, you passed the first question. I'm going to make it more difficult now. One of you is going to be a professional tree climber, and I know who. I know which one. Yes, it is you. Well, you taught your sibling well. You didn't teach him? He did it all himself? Oh, my goodness. Raw natural talent. Yeah. All right. Some friends had a sick friend, and they brought their friend to Jesus, but it was really crowded, and so they had to get him to Jesus in a creative way. Does anyone know? Is there anyone here? Anybody? Anyone? All right, let's, let's ask uh, Brave first. What do you think is the answer? No, you can't tell her. We got a grandpa who's cheating. Okay, what's your what's the answer right here? They cut a hole in the roof and lowered him down, and then Jesus said, "I'm not healing this guy because you ruined the house." Oh, and then he did heal him? He said, stand and pick up your mat. And You guys know more than what I thought you knew. Okay, if everyone without running in the next 10 seconds can walk slowly and get a Play-Doh. But Abram gets the yellow one because he wanted it. So go ahead, Abram. Get the yellow one. Everyone else walk. No pushing. No fighting. No cursing. You have to say a lot of things because they learn how to treat each other from you guys. And so we have to give really specific instructions because I've seen some of you parents. Ooh. Which you want? Which one are you going to take? Orange, 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 orange. Orange? He has orange shorts. Might as well take the orange one. All right, announcements. This is the announcement time of church. If you want to be part of Jesus Loves Kalamazoo, do you guys know what I'm talking about, what that is? Jesus Loves Kalamazoo is when all the churches come in and do cookouts all over the city. And if you want to be part of that or help, talk to Sherry. Because Sherry's our point person for that. 
And her and I argued about who would be point person for that. And I won the argument. So Sherry is the point person for that. Second announcement. Did anybody get to see the park from last week? Did anyone drive by the park and see it? Did I tell you that somebody donated $10,000 to finish it? Literally got a call. Well, first of all, I asked my buddy who's really good at poker if he would donate $200 to the park and he said yes. And then I said, but please take that $200 to the casino and see how much you can win with it and then donate that to the park. And so he actually donated $1,200 to the park. And I was like, yeah, we have $1,200. Such creative fundraising, guys. And then, and I wasn't going to do that because I would have lost $200 and the park would have had less, but he donated $1,200. And then someone called and said, we really want to see this fence get put in. We really want to see flowers in front, of which we've already had a greenhouse say they'll donate flowers. And we really want to see picnic tables and barbecues, so we don't, we don't want to wait for a fundraiser, so we're just going to give $10,000 toward it. And so that'll start to happen in July. And I just, man, yeah, I think it's, it's just really, really exciting. The house is almost fully funded. And this is a really big project. And so we're like 10,000 or less just away from being fully everything. Like we thought we were fully funded, but then you know those little problems come and you gotta get a new hot water heater or rod help to renovate. And so you have to repair more than you know what you started. So that's, that's what's happening with those two things. <coughs> All right, kids, do you remember the story we talked about earlier tonight? Jesus healed a man. I'm going to read that story, okay? And if you, with your Play-Doh, want to make an artistic representation of anything around this story, then when you're finished, show your parents or show whoever you're with. And then if your parents are like, my kid's an artist prodigy, and they think it's amazing, then we can maybe show everybody, okay? But there is no pressure at all. I'm going to read that story about Jesus healing that man and then share some thoughts before we do some worship together. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. That's who was there. Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and other teachers were sitting there with him. Okay, People who didn't like him. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. They came from all over the world right there to listen to Tim teach. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd of religious leaders who were blocking the way and not letting any of the hurting people get to Jesus, that's my translation. They decided to dig a hole in the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd. Right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. All the people there said, This is blasphemous. Who can forgive sins but God himself? And Jesus knew what they were saying. And he said, Why are you thinking about this stuff in your hearts? Which is easier, for me to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? 
but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat and go home, just like Xander said earlier. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. He didn't stay with the teachers, he went home. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. No Greek words today, no Hebrew words, no deep context. My thoughts about this, and I hope some of them become your thoughts, are simple. If you spend time with Jesus, or you are with Jesus, which is a really tough question. People want to know, like, is God with me? I go through hard things in my life. Is God with me? Is God here? Do I have a right relationship with Jesus? All those big questions that philosophers and pastors and religious leaders have tried to answer. If you're with Jesus, you will be around people who are like you. Because that's natural. All these Pharisees, all these teachers of the law, they are around people who are like them. But if Jesus is with you, there will be some people who show up who aren't like you. And if they show up and they're not like you, you probably will be too uncomfortable to make space for them. And because you and I are too uncomfortable to make space for people who are different than us, there's a good chance that they'll show up to your life in a really awkward, inconvenient, unconventional, or forceful way. Sometimes it's just they straight up walk up to you with a story and ask you for money. Sometimes they call when you don't want them to. And sometimes they're just that person who keeps showing up in your life even though you wish they would find another friend. The reason they keep showing up is because Jesus is with you. They're not showing up for you. They're showing up for Jesus. And sometimes they dig a hole in your roof and you're very inconvenienced by it. Sometimes they demand a lot of time and energy and resources from us. Sometimes they're an entire neighborhood that has been forgotten and neglected because it's just too hard to be altruistic all the time. There's got to be something in it for me. If I'm pouring myself out, there's got to be a point where I'm getting something back. The re that's what we think, but the reality is if Jesus is with us, people who are different than us, very different than us, sometimes we might even think they're evil or they're in the middle of evil, they will show up. They will dig a hole in our roof and they will be there. And Jesus will look at them in the midst of our needing them to be like us and their refusal to follow our ways of thinking and their inability to, to, to believe the same things that we do, Jesus will look at them and he will say, Friend, your sins are forgiven. And we will freak out and we will say, What? No! They're supposed to stop this, or change this, or be this, or do that. And Jesus will say, is it easier for me, friend, to say your sins are forgiven, or to do a miracle in their life and bring more wholeness to their life? 
And then God will begin to work in their life and bring wholeness to their life. And at that point, we will have the choice to be part of what God is doing in their life or to go stand over here as the religious elite and say, that should not happen because they are not like us. Either way, God is going to bring wholeness to the poor. He is going to bring healing to the hurting. He is going to bring freedom to the captives. And He is going to bring His life to those who are dying and experiencing death right now in so many ways that are beyond our imagination. That is who Jesus is. And that is what Jesus does. And that is why people will dig through roofs and push through crowds even though they know they're unclean and no one wants to touch them. And that's why they'll, they'll do whatever it takes to get to Him because they know that there is wholeness with Christ. And the hard part of that for us to understand is Christ is with us. And Christ is in us. And friends, that's why you're inconvenienced all the time. That's why life is hard. That's why that one lady keeps showing up. That's why you keep having to talk about people with your other friends just so you can let off some steam because this person is too hard. They're not coming for you. They're just digging a hole in your roof to get to Jesus. And the repentance we have as people who are followers of Jesus is to say, Okay, Lord, my roof is yours. My house is yours. My resources are yours. My time is yours. My money is yours. My faith is yours. My relationships are yours. And I am open to what you want to do because I realize that I can either be part of what you're doing or I cannot be part of what you're doing and I want to refuse that. And it's a continual repentance. None of us are perfect at it, but it's a continual repentance. And that's the same sermon I would give if I was welcoming everyone to Edison Chapel. This is why you don't see us owning a building. This is why you don't see us putting our time and energy in certain directions and you see us putting our time and energy in other directions because we want to be part of the wholeness that Jesus is offering the world because He's going to do it regardless of us. And the question is, do we want to have the joy of sharing in that miracle? And the answer for us is yes. Am I right? Okay, that was the most scary part of the sermon for me, like the interactive part where I'm like, and we're in, right? And you might be like, mm, I don't know. So Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful neighborhood. Thank you that it is covered with the most beautiful cathedral sky that could possibly be imagined. Thank you that you have drawn the poor and hurting to this neighborhood and you have called people who need the intervention of your love and your people and thank you that you've brought us together here and thank you that there are hundreds of people who are involved in the work of Edison Chapel that you've called us to. Thank you that it's people from all over the world who are giving resources and donating time and energy and thank you that we can celebrate that 
at this service. And thank You that we can repent again at this service and understand that even though holes get torn in our roofs and messes get made in our lives, that we are here because You are with us. Please help us to be part of those that come to us to see You. In Jesus' name, Amen.